This is the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast on the WVSA Digital Network. From the Sport Pens International Studios in Charleston, West Virginia, here's your host, Marcus Cole. Welcome to the podcast. We have another great show for you. Now, before we welcome our guests, I want to remind you to like, subscribe, and share our program. This helps us get the word out to others and let them know that we're providing valuable information designed for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents here on the WVSA Digital Network. With us today is Andy Serafin, Director of Physical Therapy down in Orlando, Florida. First time on the program. Andy, welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on? Thank you so much, Marcus, for having me on the show today. I really appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to talk to us. And uh, the reason why Andy is on the program today is we know that our middle schoolers, our high schoolers, and our college athlete soccer players are in the middle of their season, nearing the end of their season, getting ready to go into conference tournaments, getting ready to go into uh, playoff soccer. And I wanted to talk to Andy from a physical therapist. Uh, point of view of things that our soccer players can do to continue to allow them to be fit as the wear and tear on their body this season continues so that they can continue to finish out the season strong. Now, Andy, before we jump into that subject, why don't you go ahead and tell our audience just a little bit about what your qualifications and experiences Yeah, for sure. So um, just as a background for myself, I'm a physical therapist as well as a strength and conditioning coach. Um, Growing up, I always played soccer. It's my favorite sport. I still play it to this day. Uh, But I went to Temple for undergrad, studied in exercise science, then went to Duke for physical therapy. And I graduated from there about a year and a half ago. Um, And then along the way, I had the the pleasure and and, uh, good experience of interning for uh, quite a few clubs. I interned for North Carolina FC Youth Academy, NC Courage with their senior team, um, as well as worked for AC Fairhill, which is a youth club in Philadelphia, and um, a third division club in New Jersey called New Jersey Teamsters. Um, so right now I'm doing a, um, a fellowship program through Orlando Health, where I'm a physical therapist, both in clinic and I do some outreach with Orlando City's Academy. Awesome. Sounds like quite a journey leading you all up and down the East Coast. Yeah, going up and down. And you know what? I'm in Orlando right now. There's not much further south to go. So uh, we'll see where life takes us. Awesome. Well, why don't we go ahead and jump right into our subject and uh, talk a little bit about these athletes now. Um Our soccer players, like I mentioned before, they're in the middle of their season. Some of them are heading towards the end of their season. we got conference tournaments coming up. We have playoff soccer. And why don't you, you know, I mean, and their bodies are pretty beat up at this point. Some of them are playing two matches a week. Some are playing three on a week. I even know of a few teams that are playing four matches in a week here over the next couple of weeks. Um, Give us your top tip, the, the advice that you would give to these soccer players to help them prepare physically for this middle part, latter part of the season. What advice would you give to them, your top tip? Okay. It's, well, I'm, I'm going to give advice to, to two audience, I guess. One is a soccer player and two is the soccer coach. Um, if you're a player and you have experience doing strength and conditioning, and I, I know you've had uh, Erica Tudor on the podcast in the past, and I'm mm-hmm. sure she preached on this, is um, you got to get in the gym. Um, if you have gym experience and you've been lifting throughout the season, 
you need to continue doing that because strength levels drop pretty quickly. It, it can drop, drop in some cases in terms of hamstring strength as, as quickly as eight to 10 days, uh, you start to lose some strength. Um, so if you're an athlete, you need to stay strong and stay in the gym. Furthermore, you need to work a lot on your recovery. You need to make sure that you're not going to bed too late, that you're eating good meals, that you're performing well in school so you have minimal stress from an academic perspective and you're eating well. So um, in terms of what each individual player can do, that is the number one priority. Now, um, it, it may be slightly surprising, but the coach can almost have a, a very direct influence on the health and performance of their players. Um, there's some new research that's coming out of Europe that essentially states that strength training is equally as effective as load management when it comes to reducing injury risk. And this is where the coach's role really comes into it because I, I know that, that playing in all these tournaments and playing two, three, four times a week is tough, but it, it's really important to rotate your squat and ask your players, hey, how are you feeling? How are your legs feeling? And not take that into consideration would really be a mistake because at the end of the day, if you're focused on player health and performance, if they're not 100% recovered, then they're not going to perform well. So you really need to take tabs on your players and really focus on rotating the squad. So that way, one, everybody gets minutes, but two, everybody's as fit as they can be. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I know of a lot of programs that as soon as they get into the season, that strength component goes right out the window and they stop because either they think that it's detrimental to the athlete because they, you know, they don't need to be lifting during the season. They need to be out on the pitch training or they want to give, you know, more recovery time. We're going to give you the day off. But I think you bring up so many great points about you got to continue that strength training to continue um, being strong and being fit as the season goes on. Yeah. And if you're a player out there listening and you're like, oh man, it's like the middle of October and like, I just don't feel strong. Well, remember that feeling because in January, February, March, you're going to have to make a decision. Uh, do you want to get back in the gym and get strong and be ready for the fall season that's around the corner? Or do you want to take some more time off? Um, because if you have a strong strength base, you only need to get into the gym about once a week in order to maintain it. Now, if it's not there, that's a different story. But if you spend a few months in your off season improving your strength, once you get in season, you will be surprised about how little some of these workouts make you make you sore because you're able to execute that with somewhat minimal difficulty because you've been doing it for so long. And that's the key is being able to go in during the off season and prepare yourself for the upcoming season. And then, you know, even if your team isn't doing it, you have to do it on your own of getting in the gym, at least, you know, once a week just to continue to main that, maintain that level of strength and fitness. Now, a lot of our athletes, our soccer players are dealing with nagging injuries during the season. And I'm not talking anything major. I'm talking about, you know, maybe a sore ankle, maybe they got a quad issue, a foot issue, something or other. Um, what, what advice would you give to these players that are dealing with these nagging injuries and how should they approach it as we head towards the uh, latter part of the season? 
Yeah, I, I think these nagging injuries, if anything, they're they're almost a warning sign. And I, I don't really believe in, in pulling athletes out of play completely if they have something that's minor. Um, as long as they're okay with whatever the consequence may be. Um, for example, let's say you're an athlete who has a history of spraining their ankle two, three, four times, and all of a sudden you start feeling something a little funny in the ankle. Well, are you okay if worst case scenario, that ankle rolls again? You know, so if the answer is yes, then okay, train and play, especially if you're towards the later end of the season and you have a conference tournament coming up in a week and a half, two weeks. Um, if you are a player who is maybe looking at playing at a more advanced level later in the future, like let's say you're a, a junior soccer player uh, in, in high school and you have offers from Duke, UNC, Clemson, and you are in the same situation, right? You sprained your ankle two, three, four times, um, but you have conference tournament coming up. Well, okay, that's a little bit different, right? Because now you have something that's really important down the line. So it might be important to say, hey, let's step away for maybe a week, try to get some rehab in, try to get it back up right, and then get back into it. But, I mean, it's, it's tough once you're in the middle of the season to to really truly deal with that. And it really comes down to how important is playing to you at this specific point in time. And if the answer is like, yes, I need to play no matter what, okay, go. But if it's like, okay, this is important, but I have things down the line, that are also equally, if not more important, um, it might be worth it to, to take some time and take a look at it. And I think it's important for the athletes themselves to be upfront and honest with their coach, with their parents, and, you know, have that open dialogue with everybody to kind of let them know where you are, where you stand, and, and what your expectations are going forth when you have that kind of situation, correct? Yeah, and equally as important, again, all parties have to really be responsible. It's up to the parents and the coaches to foster an environment where athletes can come to you honestly and have that good conversation because if the environment isn't up for it, and I've seen this firsthand, the players won't come. They won't tell you they're in pain um, because they just don't feel comfortable doing so. So it is up to the athletes to come forward and equally important for the players and the coaches to be willing to have that open conversation. Excellent. Um, I see a lot of issues in the middle part and the latter part of the season and with the probably the most important part of, of a soccer player's anatomy is their feet. They deal with, um, you know, various things from athlete's foot. They deal with just the foot being sore, uh, blisters being a huge thing. Um, what are some advice that you can give to these players in making sure that they take care of their feet, especially towards the end of the season? Yeah, and I, I think with issues in the foot, they tend to either pop up right at the beginning of the season or towards the end. Um, point number one is make sure that your cleats are in good condition. Um, I mean, I, I'm from New Jersey, and when we were playing in the fall, like, it would be very common to be playing on fields that are muddy, playing in the rain, everything like that. You need to make sure that when you go home, you take care of your cleats, make them dry, because that can help prevent things such as blisters, and that can help make your foot feel more secure in your boot, which could then help prevent things like rolling your ankle and 
and midfoot sprains and things like that. Um, another thing you can do is once you find a cleat, like stick to it. And if you find that, hey, my feet feel great in these, then yeah, keep on using that cleat until they stop making them. And if you are considering getting new cleats, this is one of the situations where I'm really against kind of buying things online because I think it's important to get in the store and try them on. Um, other than that, a lot of foot issues, I mean, they come from the feet, but it also can come from the ankle. So making sure your, your strength program and your gym program includes ankle and foot exercises are very important. And again, these are things that you can do uh, once or twice a week just to maintain your strength. So um, that's kind of how I, how I go at it. And um, from the coaching perspective, try and it, it's hard to control where you play, but um, just be mindful of the surfaces. It's, it's sometimes a little bit difficult to switch from turf to grass and vice versa. And especially on, on some of these grass fields that are very uneven, um, that can cause some, some foot issues as well. We're talking with Andy Serafin, Director of Physical Therapy down in Orlando, Florida. Um, if a player has been out for the first part of the season, maybe they had surgery during the spring season and they're recovering and going through their, uh, uh, their physical therapy programs and trying to get back stronger and getting ready, and they may be coming in uh, to return to the lineup towards the end of the season just in time for playoffs, um, what are some general things that they should probably keep in mind from a physical standpoint? Yeah, just know that it is going from the PT clinic back to the field is a massive jump. Um, and this is where most injuries um, occur if it's, if it's what we call a re-injury, where um, either you've had a minor injury and you've come back to the field or you've had a major injury that requires surgery and you're going back to the field for the first time in a long time. Um, one, whatever exercises you're doing in rehab, again, keep doing them because that's what's going to keep you strong and that's what's helped you recover from the point of being severely injured to where you are now. Um, another great, great point to bring up is you can't go from zero to 100, right? Or I guess what we call zero to 90 minutes. Um, you're going to have to progress slowly and recognize that your individual timeline and your individual goals may not match up with the team's goals. And it's up to the player and the coach to, to kind of make that determination and realize if, if that's okay or not. Um, I mean, you, you kind of see it all the time of even in the professional game, right? Like if a player had a major injury, they're not going to rush back just in time just because their team is in a dire situation. Uh, if that means only playing 10, 20, 30 minutes for the first few games to get some minutes under your belt, that's totally okay. But really just don't rush because that's when things happen. And listen to your body and, and listen to your physical therapist, your doctors. Um, just real important to, like you said, just take it easy and, and, uh, and get back in gradually. You can't, like you said, can't go from zero to 90. As we kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as we wrap things up here on the show, uh, Andy, if you could just give us one final piece of advice to our soccer players that are listening to this podcast um, on this mid-season, late-season period uh, to stay fit, what would that one piece of advice that you would have? 
I could give one piece of advice that would be the most effective, I would say that if you are mid to late season and you don't feel fit, you better do something about it next year. Um, I mean, we, we've given a lot of tips and, and tricks to help you mid season. Um, but at the end of the day, that, that is null in comparison to the effect of a proper off season strengthening program. Um, you, you need to put the work on in the off season and really take hold of the fact that if you're mid season, you don't feel great. Then like you have to do something about it next year. And it's almost like, I feel like doing things in mid to late season is almost like performing car maintenance when you're two thirds of the way through a road trip. Like you, you are way too late. So you really got to remember that and say, okay, next road trip I go on, we're going to put in the work before we go. So that way, when we're in the middle of it, we're healthy and we're fit and we're ready to serve the team. That's such great advice. It, it, it's amazing. You know, I have a daughter that plays Division Two soccer here in West Virginia, and just, you know, being around that program and, and being involved with watching other programs and the conference that they play and stuff, the number of injuries of players is amazing during a season. And just, you know, and I'm not attributing, you know, their injuries to them not preparing, but it's all the more reason to prepare in the off season to get your body for that wear and tear and pounding that you're going to take during the season because, you know, my daughter found out the hard way that it's, it's a job being a college athlete, being a high school athlete is a full-time job on top of being a student athlete, you know, being a student in the classroom and doing all that and going to class, doing homework, doing all this stuff. It's, I mean, it is a pounding on your body. And if you're not taking care of yourself nutritionally from a sleep perspective, from a strength training perspective, things can go crazy and they can go crazy quick. Yes, of course. And um, actually one more piece of advice for yeah. um, any, anybody in the younger age group, let's say um, middle school, um, you can actually start doing something called neuromuscular training, which is pretty much helping your body connect with your mind and having all of your muscles. Um, I guess you can call it firing instinct. Um, things like learning how to land, um, land on one leg, you can start that almost immediately and you'll have minimal soreness, meaning that you can do it on your off days and it won't make you tired and it will help prevent things such as, um, such as ACL and meniscus and MCL and all that. And if you want a good example of a program that can help with that, um, look up what you call the FIFA 11 plus. Oh my word. It's a program that can <laughs> be done with, with no equipment. Um, you can do it at home. You can do it on the field. And neuromuscular training has been proven to reduce risk of ACL injury by almost 60%. I, so, I mean, I love that program. That. I yes, love sir. that program. When it first came out, oh my word, I was coaching middle school soccer and we implemented it into the program and it reduced injuries, I would say, from the year before, probably about 70%. There you go. There you go. Yep. And it's, it, it's clear as day. It's a simple program. And I know a lot of people that are, that are in the, the fitness and performance industry really aren't a big fan of it because it's, it's not very complex and it's not very thorough. But the point of that program was that FIFA 
decided that soccer injuries, because of their quantity and how long a lot of these young players are out for, that it's a public health risk. Like the, the amount of time worldwide that, that people are out because of soccer injuries was, it was absurd. So they're like, okay, here's a program that anybody on earth can do on their own, regardless of their, their financial situation, if they have access to a gym or not, um, if they have access to a field or not, like you can do it anywhere. So that would be another tip I have. That's a great, great, great point. I love that program. We're going to make sure in the show notes of this podcast, we'll include a link to that program because uh, it's extreme. It's extremely important. I think it's extremely beneficial uh, to all of our soccer players. Now, Andy, you are a wonderful follow on uh, social media. Uh, we, I found you uh, through uh, Erica Suter's podcast. Um, and why don't you tell our folks where they can find you online so that they can follow you and get more information like you were uh, telling us today? Yes, yeah, so uh, I'm online in two places. On Twitter, you can find me at Dr. Andy DPT. That's D-R-A-N-D-Y-D-P-T. And on Instagram, you can find me at the football, football with a U, F-U-T-B-O-L, physios. And yeah, I'm active in both places. If you send me a DM, I'll probably answer pretty quickly. Awesome. And we'll make sure to include Andy on all of our uh, posts for the podcast so that you guys can go ahead and go follow him and and, uh, hear more of his fire. We love it. Awesome. Andy, thank you so much for coming on to the program today. Andy Serafin, Director of Physical Therapy down there in Orlando, Florida. We appreciate you coming uh, on the podcast today and talking with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Appreciate it. And thank you for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Remember, make sure you like, subscribe, and share our program here on the WVSA Digital Network. Thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast. You can catch a brand new episode every Thursday morning here on the WVSA Digital Network or find us on our social media platforms at WV Soccer. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.